how on earth am I going to do this? Like, there's no way. And that was that point, the turning point where, where most people walk away. You know, it's like they see something that's like, no, there's no way I can do this. But I was like, all right, I'm just going to try. Like that's, I, I'm here. I've come this far. I just have to try. Step into the fortress where we talk to powerful women about how they got started, their biggest wins, their worst mistakes, their haters, their lovers, and their biggest lessons. Oh, I like that one. We know what you want because we want it too. My name's Erin Marshall and I'm your host. And here comes another juicy episode to help you warp speed your education and start doing what you are really meant to be doing. Because why not you and why not now? Fortress listeners, I know we are in crazy, crazy times right now, but it's so important that we continue to hear incredible stories by magnificent women who have gone for it. I'm excited for you to listen to my friend Jennifer Moher. She has been ranked one of the world's, not just the country, the world's top 100 photographers, wedding photographers, that is. And she travels around um, country to country. She teaches wedding photography. She speaks on big stages. She has phenomenal courses that teach photography, but more importantly, she's She's a businesswoman and she talks about having her back up against the wall. She talks about having to sell her Wii Nintendo to buy her first camera. She talks about mindset, money management, and what's happening in this day and age and what's happening in these weeks and months ahead. So stay tuned. I hope you enjoy this great podcast from my friend, Jennifer Moher. Okay, Jen, you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So happy to be with you right now in the circumstances. Um, I, I absolutely adore your energy. So there's nobody else I'd rather be talking to during these times. So let's get into it. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Peterborough. <laughs> Never really left. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and you live now? In Peterborough. <laughs> I think I, I will probably be here for the rest of my life. Nice. But you get to, you travel a lot, right? Like, I travel a lot. Yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. What is your favorite quote? Ooh, okay. So my favorite quote, I had to, I had to really think about this, but um, it's the one, I think it's Henry Ford and it's whether you think you can or you can't, either way you're right. And I know it's so cliche, but I love things that come back to mindset. Mm-hmm. Oh, so juicy. I can't wait to talk about this, especially, this is all, this is what I want to talk about today with you. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, just exactly that. What is your superpower? Oh man, it's so hard to answer these questions about yourself, right? Um, I, I would think, and what I've been told over the years and with photographing people is I I think I have the ability to make people feel comfortable. Um, people feel the ability to open up and I think, I hope that, um, I'm providing motivation for people and a little bit of light. Hmm. That just that simple answer just brought me to tears because I've been I've been in that presence um, in photo shoots with you or with my at like full tilts or just personally you make us feel so so comfortable and that's Aww. a true superpower in business and just being around you so that's that's you're right on that people are right <laughs> to tell you that um, what's your proudest business moment Oh man oh it's so hard because you know as you go through your business, I've been in this for 11 years. So there's so many, you know, there's so many moments and they get bigger and bigger as you go and as the years build. But I think my proudest business moment was actually starting the business, like taking that risk and being vulnerable and asking people to believe in me and trust in me and give me their money when I had nothing to back that up. Um, I think that was, that was the biggest, definitely the biggest achievement for me. 
So cool. And the one that probably gave you the most goosebumps are the butterflies, the scariest moment. Uh, yeah, I, I totally feel you about that. And this whole podcast is about how, you know, women can make those pivots. So sharing your story is not, I want to do it so bad because you did that. And those that don't know your story, you know, Jen's been on other podcasts and you can hear her, her story um, through her courses and through everything, but, you know, leaving or saving up that money, buying that camera. Did you, did you have to sell something to, can you, can you take our listeners totally. through that? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah. For those of you who, who haven't heard the story, Um, I had just had my first daughter and I went to get newborn photos taken and I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I was 23 and was putting school on hold. I was majoring in psychology and thought, you know, maybe I'll be a therapist or maybe I'll be a teacher. I really had no idea. And yeah, I went to get these newborn photos taken and the photographer who's local, Rebecca Littlejohn, she was going on and on about shooting weddings and newborns and families and how how amazing it was for her and how fulfilling it was. And it was like a light bulb moment for me. I was like, okay, this is what I, this is what I need to do. So I drove home and, you know, burst through the door with all of this, you know, Gemini energy, this creative Gemini energy that we, all the Geminis seem to have. And uh, I told my husband at the time, I was like, okay, I'm going to be a wedding photographer. And he kind of like laughed, but he was supportive. And I just, I had no money. We had no money. So I had to sell the Nintendo Wii (laughs) on, I think it was on Kijiji or Facebook. I can't remember how we sold it, but we sold the Nintendo Wii and I went to Kawartha TV and stereo and bought the cheapest entry-level camera I possibly could. And yeah, started from there. So incredible. And, and, um, if you don't follow Jen, I'm going to link all of her stuff, um, in the show notes and on our, on our social media and stuff. And she is one of, well, I think you're the best in the world personally, but, <laughs> and, and I might be a little biased cause I've known her since you she was a little be. girl, but, I, but she's truly the, one of the most creative, gorgeous, beautiful photographers that, that we have. And uh, it's, it's, I'm really glad that you sold that. We <laughs> really glad <laughs> me too. <laughs> It's good. It, it worked out well. <laughs> it did. Um, and, and you took that risk. What's the biggest challenge in your business? Now, if I asked you this two weeks ago, you might have a different answer, but yeah. what's, what's going on for you? Yeah. You know, outside of the current situation, um, because I mean, I think we're all facing challenges right now and we'll probably get into it, you know, of how to remarket yourself, how to, how to change your business model in this, in this current you know, economic crisis. But aside from that, I would say, and I think my accountant, uh, Gwyneth from Cody and James Accounting, I think she would totally agree that my biggest challenge is money management and that like those business skills. And it's something that I think, you know, there's so many people getting into businesses and starting their little, you know, entrepreneurial endeavors, but they put so much focus into the branding and making it beautiful and serving their customers. And they don't put enough focus on the business end of it, the actual money management end of it. And I, I have struggled with that for 11 years and I continue to struggle with it. Um, so that's definitely my, my big hurdle. I can make money, but I'm terrible at knowing what to do after I, you know, after I make it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Thanks for sharing that. Uh, we got to talk. We got to talk you and I about that because I am so <laughs> passionate. I'm so bad. You're so good at the at that front end and the beauty. And I love when you when you talk about that. I, we I see hundreds of women doing these beautiful, you know, Etsy shops or the yeah. modern makers, and it's like it's so gorgeous and the impact is there. The products are there, but mm-hmm. a lot of the times they don't know how to sell or they're Absolutely. too scared to sell. And it's like, yeah. just take that second step. And then, yeah. And then the management part, which we'll talk about in this podcast, I'm sure um, <laughs> more about that, which, okay. So this is a bit of a different question. We're still in the rapid fire. Question number seven, what is your favorite app? Oh, my favorite app. So you know, for, you know, for photography, for my business, my favorite app is Instagram. It's, it's the biggest platform for me that I use to promote my work, uh, to, to be able to showcase a little bit more of my personality and come across as more relatable to people who are viewing me. So they're not just seeing me through a screen. They're actually feeling the words that I'm posting and they feel like they're my friend. And that's been, that's been really beneficial, but non-business app, um, is an app called I am sober. And I think I'm approaching, I think in five days from now, I'll be hitting a year of being sober. And that app has been so incredible for me. I check in on it, you know, once a week and now I'm pregnant. So I, you know, I don't need that much help with, with not drinking, but it was a personal decision that I made almost a year ago. And for, for eight months, that app was really helpful because I think you're probably the same, Erin, you, you're like a numbers person. You like to see progress and you like to see those. It's like a, it's like a video game, right? So seeing that the numbers accumulating, you know, over days and weeks and months, it gets me so excited. And that alone was keeping me from, from not drinking because I didn't want to start back at zero. That is incredible. Kudos to you. I know that just following you, I I've, I can tell you this. Uh, I hope you take it, this compliment. I've drank, drank less because of just watching you on Insta or like what, hearing your story. And now that, you know, we're in this coronavirus, we're in this quarantine, you're listening to doctors saying, listen, you got to sleep, you got to eat healthy, you got to yeah. monitor your drinking. And I'm like, thank God I slowed down, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, um, and we all need to. And I would love to I think everybody wants to hear more about that um, as well, but we'll, we'll try to really try to stick on, on business. Both of us are, we could talk for hours. We, I think. we, we totally could. Um, thanks for sharing that. Sorry. Can you say that app one more time just so everybody gets it? Yeah. It's called I am sober. I am sober. Make sure yeah. you, you download that. Um, yeah, I heard, Oh, go ahead. It's, it's not just for alcohol. You can use it for anything. You can use it for, you know what, toxic relationships, being sober from another person. You know, if there's a person in your life where you just, you know, maybe you get drunk and you text them and you're like, why did I do that? You can actually, you can stay sober from, from people. You can program all of this information in and it just, it keeps you motivated. It's really great. That's incredible. Incredible. Um, okay. Next question is what are you grateful for? Oh, (laughs) it's like all I've been thinking about lately. Um, my family, I mean, it's to me, it's like the the most obvious answer. Uh, my kids, you know, having them, having them home with me has been so nice. It's just like, I, I value them and my partner and my parents. It's like, I think this really puts everything into perspective and it 
it strips everything down in your life to the essentials, the, the things that really matter. And for me, my, my family is everything. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that I have a partner that I can, you know, like feel comfortable with and feel safe with, and we can, you know, cuddle together and just, it, I don't know, all the bad things kind of go away when I'm with my family and my loved ones. So I'm grateful for them. Beautiful. So beautiful. Um, and last in the rapid fire is what is something generous you've done recently? Oh, this is a hard one to answer about yourself. <laughs> every single guest says this, but I'm pushing every single guest to, <laughs> to get the, get out of your head. If you're being, you know, cocky or whatever, tell us, t- seriously, tell us because you're a strong woman in business and I, I, people want to hear what you've done generously. lately. can yeah. be the smallest thing or the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I, I think this has been a, a continuous thing throughout my business, but I'm, I'm always the first person to offer free advice and free help to anyone to, especially to, to new people starting a business or specifically a photography business. Because when I started, there really wasn't anyone offering that kind of help. We didn't have these online groups where people would just offer advice freely. It was always attached to a dollar sign, you know, their time was valuable and you had to pay for it. And I just, I don't like that. I like lifting communities together and, and lifting our industry. Um, so, so I would say, I, I feel that I'm, I'm quite generous with, um, yeah, just taking the time to sit down and help people with their websites or help navigate certain things that they're unsure of within their businesses. Um, and, and doing it without charging the money because man, starting a business is hard and it's expensive and most people don't have that money to, to throw around. So yeah, I, I believe in, in supporting small businesses and people starting, starting their businesses. Incredible. I have, I think you're very, very generous because, um, I am doing your course right now as we're in quarantine, the take better photos course. And uh, sorry, did I say that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Take better photos workshop. Yeah, the workshop. And all of a sudden my son wants to do it. My daughter's doing it. I'm sitting with them and my daughter's so cute. You know her and she's taking these notes <laughs> with her, all her spelling <laughs> mistakes about a DSL, the DSRL camera. And, and I'm like, guys, this is insane. You are taking an incredible course by a famous photographer and I don't pay whatever, 47 bucks. And I, it was just, I, I had a moment of generosity. Like, thank you so much for sharing all your skills. Uh, we're not through the course yet, because, but there's so much in there and you just poured your heart and soul in, into that. So I appreciate you for being generous in that. And that oh, for, for me this week. <laughs> Good. Okay. So I want to talk about, so Fortress is all about security. Uh, when I started my business as well, um, and I think it's just an innate thing for so many women, my number one priority was always to be safe, to secure for my kids, to make sure yeah. that um, nothing could hurt me, that nobody could take anything away from me. And as we're going through this tough time, and I'm such an emotional roller coaster right now, I might cry. Um, just seeing the people that don't have that stability, that don't have that mindset, um, that things are going to be okay. The, the panic that people are having yeah. to pay their rent, to pay their groceries, yeah. um, that, that is everything that this podcast is, 
it, it wants to teach that you don't have to go through. And I know yeah. this is an insane time right now, but um, I want to talk to you about that because I know you have incredible mindset. And I, I, my friend um, Ravit said something yesterday. He said, being rich to him is being able to have the mental space to carefully analyze what's going on, make an action, not out of fear. Yeah. And then, to, um, you know, to create income or to survive off your income that you've already created. And I, and I thought of Jen Moher. I'm like, yeah, look at what Jen's doing. Like her events have probably got all canceled and her weddings. And you can tell us about that if you want to or, or not, sure. but yeah. there she is launching new, new programs, new things, making those pivots. So I just want to hear from you. Um, yeah. I just want to talk about your resiliency and what you'd give advice uh, to those people that maybe their businesses had to shut down. Maybe uh, they've had really, really hard times. What's going through your head right now? And what would you tell those people? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, I think the challenging part is that for people like you and I, this does come easy. You know, I think I'm naturally an innovative person and I think I've, I've had to be that way over the years, just even within social situations, you know, going back to, younger, younger childhood, I got bullied a lot as a kid when I was in lower elementary school grades. And I think just navigating that scene and, you know, innovating and trying to adapt to different environments. And we moved a lot. So it was always adapting and making new friends and things like that. Um, I think, I think I've always had that, that mindset in me. And, and I genuinely do get motivated by the idea of creating new ideas and new projects and new things to work on. So, so I mean, I, I do have to preface it by saying that because not everybody is built the same way, but there's, there's a few things right now that, that kind of help because it's, it's hard, you know, you wake up right now, we're waking up in the morning and it's like, I have these moments where I wake up and it hits me where I'm like, oh yeah, we're facing a global pandemic and I cry. And how do you expect to sit down at your computer and make money or change your business plan when that's the way that you're feeling? It's, it's so difficult. But I think the two things that I'm, I'm really practicing and that I, that I always try to practice is having faith things will work out, that things will be okay in the long run. Um, they feel shitty now, but they will get better. And we are all in the same boat. We're all in this together. And there's this beautiful sense of solidarity that I feel. And somehow that's comforting. Um, so having that faith and then giving yourself some graciousness and some kindness to just embrace the days where you feel like you can't sit down and work. Because I, I don't think anyone should be forcing themselves to sit at a computer and rebuild their website and put their shop online and do all these things if they're not feeling it in that day. So there's days for me personally where I have just walked away from my computer completely and I've spent the day on the couch eating jelly beans and watching Netflix. And that's okay, you know, not to beat yourself up over that, but know that those motivating days will come if that kindness and that time. Um, that being said, I... I, yeah, I, so for me personally with my business, weddings are not happening right now, obviously, and conferences are not happening. So the majority of my next few months are, are either canceled or postponed to next year, which means this year I'm probably not going to make 
any of that income that I rely on to pay my mortgage and feed my children. Um, so yeah, it, it was, it was a real, um, you know, it, it was a nerve wracking moment when I realized that and I thought, okay, I need to, I need to reposition. And I think there's so many ways that businesses can do this, but my, my instant thought was the fact that everyone is at home right now. Everybody is online. We have so much online attention. We have more online attention than we've ever had in our businesses. So we need to be focused on that and delivering online content as much as we possibly can. And there's so many free tutorials out there on how to create online workshops, especially right now. I mean, there's, there's so much. So I don't even remember what your initial question was, but, but that's where I'm at is, is launching, you know, different online options for people so that I'm still making an income, but I'm also helping others and giving them something, you know, whether it's fun or entertaining or helpful, educational, I want to be able to provide something of value at a low cost while I can still make enough money to feed my family. Mm -hmm. and, and I thought it was really cool in your, because I'm in your course, I was thinking of those people that may be listening to the podcast and it's for those women that want to make that pivot and they've been too scared. And maybe now that this has happened, they've been even more scared. But in a sense, I'm like, listen, you could become a photographer just by doing this course right Easily. now, like by, or you could go online and, and you have time now to start. Yeah. To start that shop or to start that skill set, um, to learning that skill that you want to do. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, it, th I, I, there's so many highs and lows, but I really want people to reevaluate and to check in what their strengths are. Obviously, Jen's yeah. is, you know, photography, education. She's an incredible teacher, but maybe someone listening is like, okay, this is my time that I can actually pivot. You know, yeah. Jen did it, Aaron did it. Um, what's going on with your, with the, your industry? You know, you may be laid off. Is that, is your industry going to come back? Do you even want it to come back? Do you want to go back to that job? For some people, they're saying, yeah. no, I hate it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. How are you going to take control? And I, love, I loved how you took control because a lot of people can go down a different mindset. What do you, in a different pathway and go down a hole, what do you do to strengthen that mindset? I know you talked about resiliency and I thought it was really cool how you talked about being bullied and moving. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I think to like having your back against the wall, right? Like yep. in a sense- Sorry, I, I want to get into your question, but I just, I'm just so passionate about talking about this. In a sense, sometimes when we have our backs against the wall, when we need to make that mortgage payment or we need to, whatever it is, we, do, we, have, we set that goal for ourselves and we're so competitive that we want to hit it. Yeah. That's when we do the best work. That's when we get, we get in that hustle mode. Absolutely. Um, how yeah. do you keep that mindset for that? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I mean, it goes back to you know, university days where you are cramming and writing an essay the night before it's due, you know, like, I think that's, it's so true. I think we do our best work when we're pressured. Um, mo most of us, you know, as business owners, I think we do, we do tend to thrive in these times if we can see that and see the potential to innovate and, and embrace embrace that. How do you keep that mindset? What are you listening to? What are your, do you have habits that, that continue your growth? Because you've grown so much. I've seen it. Um, how do you keep that strong, that strong business mindset, especially during these times? You know what? I think by encouraging others, it's, it's funny because I have, I have days and I've had a lot of them lately where I feel really run down and I feel 
you know, I feel so much compassion and empathy towards other people who are in much worse situations than we're in. You know, we have a government that, you know, is helping us to the best of their ability. And I think a lot of us will be, will be okay and we will be helped out, but there's people in other countries, there's, there's people in other areas or other income levels that, that are really, really struggling right now. And, um, so I'm, I'm just grateful that I'm not, but when, when I'm helping others and when I'm educating others, it's, that's what kind of, I don't know, gives me the drive to do more. And I think the more that we can put that out there and, you know, stop posting negative things on Facebook, post positive things. And the more light we can put out, the more positive vibes, the more it comes back to you, you know? So great. I want to, what would you tell that girl, that female, that woman that has that job and maybe she's laid off and she has an idea. There's so many people that we have, we, that we know and they're watching us and they're like, ah, if they can do it, maybe, maybe I can. And she has an idea yeah. or she has uh, a product, a service, and she's looking at things right now being like, holy crap, um, in this climate that we're in, what would you tell her? Oh, okay. So <laughs> number one, try not to be, try not to feel overwhelmed because I think the beginning stages are the most overwhelming stages. Even, even with podcasting, because I was looking into last week, I was like, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to finally start podcasting. And so I, I dove into the ins and outs of podcasting and, you know, how to start and this and that. And I felt overwhelmed. I was like, God, there's so much to think about. There's so much to know. There's things I have to buy. There's equipment. There's, and I just, I got overwhelmed. And so I would say that would be the number one thing is try not to be overwhelmed and take a step back and take one thing at a time. Um, and, and I think it, it does come down to mindset. I mean, there's, if you, if you truly tell yourself that you can do it, you will do it. You will achieve whatever it is you want to achieve if you believe that you can. And I, it sounds so cliche and it's one of those things that sounds fluffy, but it's, man, I have put it into practice so many times. I, I have this one story that I tell people at conferences because there's so many young photographers just starting who feel discouraged in the industry and they, they don't even know where to begin and they're ready to just throw it in. And I, a few years ago, I, I'd say like seven or eight years ago, I had this, this plan or this goal that I wanted to be a lead in a musical. That was it. I just wanted to be a lead role in a musical period. And it was a goal that I set for myself. And I thought, okay, when the opportunity arises, I am going to audition. I'm going to get, I'm going to get a lead part. And I believed that I could, and I had no musical theater experience. I had no acting experience, no singing experience. I could not dance for the life of me, but there were auditions posted for the musical Chicago in Peterborough. And I thought, okay, perfect. I want to be Velma Kelly, the lead role. Like I need this. I I'm going to do it. And I just kept telling myself that I could, and I put the work in. And I think that's the biggest thing that people, people think that things just come naturally to people like yourself, Aaron, or like myself who just seem to be motivated all the time, but behind the scenes, we're doing so much. There's so much legwork and you have to do that. You have to put in that time and that energy so I researched, I researched almost every single person 
on Broadway who played this character. And I watched all of the different versions of her. I tried to understand who she was as a, as a person. And I, I would record myself singing her songs over and over. And then I would play them back and I would listen to them. So it's this whole idea of assessing and refining what you're doing. And it was all I could think about for like four weeks straight. So I showed up to do this audition. And of course there was the singing and the acting, but then there was a dancing element to it. And the choreographer was like, okay, I'm going to show you a minute of dance and then you have to do it for the director. And I just remember being in the room with no dance experience with all these dancers around me thinking, how on earth am I going to do this? Like, there's no way. And that was that point, the turning point where, where most people walk away. You know, it's like they see something that's like, no, there's no way I can do this. But I was like, all right, I'm just going to try. Like that's, I, I'm here. I've come this far. I just have to try. So I practiced, you know, this dance that they were showing us. I went up and walked into the room to do it in front of the director. And sure enough, I forgot all of it. Like I did not remember one move, but I positioned myself front and center, right in front of the director you know, where the lead would stand on stage. I put myself right there, even though I had no idea what the hell I was about to do. I put myself in the position of, I am the lead, that I'm here. And I believed in it. And the music started and I started dancing. You know, all these dancers around me were doing the proper choreography. I was just like shaking my butt, winking at the director, just like fully in character. And I walked out of that audition and like laughed at myself. Like I remember getting in the car and laughing and being like, what the hell did I just do? And I like, I, I thought there's no way, there's no way I'm going to get a call, but at least, at least I tried, at least I put this effort in. And I think, you know, three or four days went by and I got a call from the director offering me that lead role. And that to me was everything. Like when that happened, I just thought, oh my God, if, if someone with zero singing, acting, dancing experience can be the lead in a, you know, a community theater musical, then I can do anything. Like I can literally achieve anything. So I don't know if that helps anyone or inspires you to get up off the couch right now and just start whatever the job is that you want to start. Go online, research all that you can. You have the time now to do it. So just try, right? Yes, I have goosebumps. I'm <laughs> It's it's so that that story to me is, you know, it was you didn't walk away. You could you no. put yourself in that position. Things got hard and I'm thinking right now like things are really really hard for some people and for some especially as Canadians and I know not everybody we have our Florida listeners but for Canadians we usually have a uh, like a pretty um, great cushion, right? Like you mentioned, yeah. like our government yeah. is excellent, but when things are hard and things are really hard for a lot of people right now, this is your chance to realize you are not fragile. Yeah. Jen was, she, she, you had something inside of you that did not walk away. And I've been in no. so many situations where I've walked away from really cool opportunities and, and a lot, I get it. I get it. But when like, she didn't walk away and she got, she got what she wanted. And Oh, that was so, I love it. I love that story. <laughs> I want to hear you sing and dance. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I've seen her on the podium on that spin bike. She's got some rhythm. She can't be that bad of a dancer. <laughs> no, trust me. I'm terrible. 
<laughs> but I'm teachable. And I think that's the yeah. point is that we're all teachable. We are all malleable. We can all learn. Like there's, there's nothing you can't do. There's nothing you can't learn. Mm -hmm. It's been proven over and over again by so many people. We can all do these things. That's something you said to me. Uh, I posted about it a while ago was um, when I, I would tell myself that, uh, you know, I'm sporty. Jen's like super creative. And I, when I'm comparing, you know, myself to you, Jen, I'm, I'm like the sporty spice around here, right? Like I cannot <laughs> see, I was like, I got this new camera and I see her at the arena. I'm like, I don't know. I, I'm stuck at art. And you corrected me right away. You're like, you can teach yourself anything. You just have to find beautiful things. You have to you know, it's the same thing in sports. Like you can yeah. teach yourself how to, how to run fast or yeah. how to make that shot. And it's the same thing in business. So I love that, 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 um, yeah, that you, that teaching moment that you had with me and that we can share with others. What do you say when people and women especially are in this mindset, especially at times like this, that I feel guilty making money or I feel guilty selling? Because that's a huge hiccup for many, many women. They have this idea, they have this service, but they're like, oh, I can't sell. I don't want to put myself out there. I don't want to, it's not yeah. all about the money. Yeah, no, and I, I understand that. And I think, I think when you have the, when, when you have kids, when you have people that you have to look after, family, even if it's your parents, if it's whatever, you know, when you have that, I think that that ends up giving you that motivation and that drive because it's like, you're not just looking out for yourself. It's not a selfish thing. You're providing for your family. But, but I mean, if you are a single individual, it's, there's nothing selfish about offering a service to people and charging what you're worth. There, there is nothing selfish about that. And, you know, uh, the way I look at it is the more money you make, the more you will end up putting back into the economy. And it's a cyclical thing. There's no, there is no shame in making money at all. I mean, yeah, we, we have to survive. Especially at times like this, my favorite, yeah. my, one of my favorite friends, his name's Chris Harder. He, his mantra, his tagline is when good people make good money, they do great things. And just yeah. thinking about right now, being generous in times like this, tipping more, starting your food drives, you know, buying those gift cards for your local shops, keeping those subscriptions on because you can afford it because you've been able absolutely. to make that money is so key. Yeah, so I love yeah, it. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. Okay. And last but not least, because I could talk to you all day. I want to <laughs> talk to you. Actually, do you have any tips before really, before my last question, tips for women um, with with the sobriety thing. I know so many of us, especially in business, it, and yeah. especially if you have a business and dealing with the highs and lows, it's like, oh, I just want to get that glass of red wine or that celebratory yeah. champagne. And it starts to add up. And sometimes I call it the success coma. The success coma yeah. um, can get us into some really, really bad habits. But Oh God. Yeah. Spending habits too. My goodness. Totally. totally. <laughs> That's a whole other topic <laughs> yeah. that I've had to detox myself on. Um, yeah. So tips for, for drinking less for. Yeah. How did you get through that first three or four weeks? Uh, not well at all. The first three or four weeks are the hardest. I, I would say the first two months are the most difficult. And I stopped and started so many times. I think I had four, four times where I had to reset that app and put that number back to zero because I would convince myself. I had a little voice in my head that would, that would convince myself and 
and say, oh, come on, like you've worked so hard. Like it's one, one glass of wine is not going to hurt you, you know, and we all have this voice and we hear it when it comes to shopping and spending money. We hear it when it comes to eating that extra donut that maybe, <laughs> maybe we, we don't want to eat. Um, so there's these two voices constantly competing in our, in our heads. And I think it was just about silencing that voice. And for me, I, I, I turned it into a human. I humanized that voice and I would picture it as a human standing right next to me, actually saying, come on, you can do that. And I mean, if I had a person in my life that was enabling me like that, I, that's the first person that I would cut out of my life in those situations. So for me, it was really easy to just separate that as, as another person. Um, but, but it's just replacing things. I mean, the celebratory drink after, after a success. Yeah, I get that. But I, I got really hooked on kombucha. Like I love it so much. And that became my little drink that I would have. Sometimes it's not, it's not even about, it doesn't even come down to the drink. It's just, it tastes good. So we like to drink wine, right? I totally get that. But just replacing it with something else, drinking it in the bathtub with nice music playing, that was celebratory enough. Um, and, and really just reminding myself of the reasons why I wanted to stop. And, you know, maybe it goes back to that whole story of auditioning for the musical and just powering through. I, I wanted to prove to myself that I could. And, you know, every time that voice would be like, but why, why do you need to prove this to anyone? Like, who cares? You know, like, you don't have a problem. You're fine. And I didn't really have a problem per se, but that voice kept saying that. And I thought, no, I want to prove you wrong. Like, I just want to, I want to prove to myself that I can do this. So I don't know if that helps at oh all. Oh my God. I had the hugest aha moment as I'm thinking about, yeah, the app and then hum, humanizing it. Yeah. That's that was massive. Yeah, I'm thinking about it in the sense where it's like, it's my my you know my biggest cheerleader is my mom. It's like yeah. my mom being that cheerleader, being like, you know, Aaron. Here's every time I look at the app. Okay, I'm yeah. totally stealing that, and that's so <laughs> beautiful. I love it. Good. I love it. Um, okay, so this is my favorite question, and I this is for you. This is your gift. Is what does your fortress look like in the next five to 10 years? I know we're in the thick of something of a crazy world. And yep. if you don't know, Jen is about to have a wonderful, beautiful new human. <laughs> She's pregnant and bringing a new, a new, um, incredible, I'm sure creative and, <laughs> and very impactful human to, to the world, just like her other two daughters. But what, what does your fortress look like to you? What does that safety security, that beautiful future look like to you? I think, I think for me, you know, on a, on a material level, um, I really want to simplify and minimize, like minimalize my life in a way. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to be spending money on unnecessary things anymore. I want to live humbly. Like I don't want to live in, I don't feel the need now to live in a massive house. I think there's this whole concept of, you know, of keeping up with the Joneses and I fell victim to that so hard. And the more money I was making in my business, the more I was like, okay, well now I need to live in a really big house in the suburbs and I need all these things because that's what other women in my position do. And now I'm like, what? I don't need those things. Like I, my most important things are my family members. So for me, what that looks like is just getting my finances in order. And I think if this pandemic has taught me anything, it's that 
you know, it's having, having a safety net. And um, yeah, I just, I want to continue over the next five years to photograph weddings, uh, do that all over the world. Um, I would, I would love to, you know, just have a couple properties that I own and use that as my, my little safety net. And yeah, I just live within my means and not, not feel the pressure to keep up with the Joneses and just be happy more than anything. Love it. I think that's this being in quarantine and being with our family, being away from <laughs> you and I are going to arena to arena with our kids. And it's just been mm-hmm. so, it, you know, it's an awful thing to happen to the world, but it's also been one of the healthiest things for, yeah. for me, for my Absolutely. business, for my family. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be cheering you on forever, Jen. And I absolutely love you and I appreciate your energy and I appreciate you sharing this with us today. And I really want to do it again. So oh, thank thanks, you so Aaron. Much. Likewise. Thank you. And, uh, and if um, you want to take Jen's course, if you want to follow her, we're going to put it all in the show notes. And um, yeah, that's Jen Moore. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode, please take the time to share it and leave us a five-star review. We are on a mission to help as many women as possible to build their own fortress. Until next time, why not you and why not now?